welcome to episode 207 of Millennial Movie Talk. I am Alexander Lamb. Join with me, as always, my host, Braden Dixon. Hello. And Michael Herman. Howdy, howdy. And we're here to talk about all things new, all things box, and all things... D. D. <laughs> we are here to talk about all things a D box as well as two new release movies. We're reviewing three brand new things for us down here in wonderful little South Australia. Um, sorry, am I talking a little bit too quietly there for you, Alex? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, I'll just bring my mic a bit closer. I hope that's all right for you guys. Um, we have a pretty chock-a-block episode that we're going to... It's going to be tight. It's going to be quick. This is a, uh, a a late night recording for us, so we, we've all we've all got work tomorrow. So we want to we want to get the good stuff. So we just do the order of the movies we saw it in, and then we can talk about Dbok afterwards. That sounds like a good idea, Michael. I like the sound of that. What did I'm we glad see? Glad I first? came up with a good idea. We saw Transformers. We Rise saw the of new the Beast. This is the seventh Transformers. Jesus, that's a wild the, thought. The, that has been seven the seventh. Seen. Movie in the Transformers franchise. It's not the seventh Transformers film. I have definitely not seen all seven of these things. I have. But like there's only one I, ha- I haven't seen Age of Extinction. I think that's the only one I missed. The I missed uh, the, the one with Knight in the title. The Last Knight, whatever. Yeah, the, 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 I the, the Prime Knight. have not missed a single one. You mad lad. He's a true fan. And, uh, I've watched them all and I was there. You were there for when they, not good. when they rewrote human history and for when they explained that they definitely didn't rewrite history in this one. I like that this one throws away the tropes where it's like, well, ancient humans didn't do that. We built that. Yeah, it was a bit it's more like a line in this one where it's like, oh, you guys built that. And they're just like, no, we can't take credit for that. Yeah, I do. This, this one definitely. So we're in this new era of which is also technically the old era of the Transformers because this is coming straight off the back of Bumblebee, which was set in the 80s. Now we're getting Rise of the Beasts, which is set in the 90s, and it's following straight on from that, kind of. Everything um, can still happen, though. Everything can still happen. Timelines Everyone are fun just... like that. Has to forget about giant robots every single <clears throat> Well, and yeah. the fact that Sam Wiki's dead. Yes. Yes. No one. They. They can't. Everyone forgets that Sam died. Yeah. Bless. True. I but, also um, forgot that he said that. So. This thing being one. set in the nineties, I think, really gave it uh, a lot of a lot of fun flair to play around with, because it wasn't as fun as the one in the eighties, though. No, the eighties will always be more fun than the nineties, because the nineties was when Cena things kind of. Like, everything got a little bit weird. Like, the 90s was like, hey, uh, we're going to destroy the comic book industry and we're also going to um, just get really edgy and uh, we're going to fight everything. So, But it meant the soundtrack of this film could be 90% like good 90s hip-hop, which I really appreciated. Hmm. Also, like, characters from New York, like you're going to get that 100%. Um, I remember not much for a film I saw yesterday. Yep. It, yeah. uh, what was your guys, did you have expectations going into this one? Or? No. Oh no, I was not more excited all. for the chairs. Yes, I was yeah. also far, yeah. far more excited about the chairs, but we'll get to that. Don't you worry. Look, honestly, all I can remember from it was hey, the CGI looks pretty good. Yeah, if you just look get, really good. If you get rid of some of the really cheesy lines that aren't delivered by Optimus Prime, you're good. <laughs> well, yeah. like, I don't care about cheesy lines. No, in no, a movie it, like it, this, it makes it, it doesn't. It didn't ruin the movie. You just have a giggle at it, like, "Ooh, that's." I'm not cheesy. going into Transformers: Rise of the Beast with like a focus on dialogue. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I definitely, definitely there. There was a severe mindset shift for me while I was in the middle of this film. I was watching it, and about halfway to about two-thirds of the way through, I went, you know what? I need to really just lay back and not take this anywhere near as seriously as I have been. 
just think about it as though it's a Saturday morning cartoon episode with like the biggest budget in the world. And instantly I found myself enjoying the film so much more, especially because the back third of that film goes absolutely buckwild, apeshit crazy, um, which definitely helps in that vibe that it's giving, um, which made it so much more enjoyable. Really, really fun. Um, and yeah. I thought the ending, I thought the last act was really fun. Yeah, they really, I thought, this film kind of gets off to a, I would say it gets off to a fairly slow start. Like, they're trying to get you invested in these human the characters. Character. Yeah. And like, I feel I was pretty invested in, uh, Anthony Ramos. His, his, yep. His name in his character's name. I remember his, they nicknamed him Sonic. Yeah. Uh, that one. I can't remember his actual name. Why is it, yes. is it Noah or something? Noah, that's it. Yeah, you know, it could work. <laughs> to be fair, I was just like, or oh, was that from the movie we just saw and I'm mixing the two? <laughs> no. That's what I happens when you see I know the character names from the movie we just saw, so. Yeah, yeah. But, um, um. Look, I think knowing what Transformers movies are like, you just go in with no expectations Noah. except for explosions, big sh- things shifting and fight. Yeah. The world might he- end. And Pete Davidson. And Pete mm. Davidson, the robot hey, here. Look, I, I quite liked his character. I thought he was funny. Yeah. He actually did a good job. Mm. I actively, like, in the film, I didn't think, oh, that's Pete Davidson, because I didn't hear that beforehand. And then when Alex pointed it out, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think it took until <laughs> he pointed it out, Choppy. But uh, also, yeah, there's like in terms of like the voice cast it that they was ended up getting. Danny Rowe has. It was. There was some seriously yeah. good <laughs> cast members in there. Hellman, um, Dinklage, Michelle Yeoh, Oscar yeah. winner Michelle Yeoh. You get uh, John DiMaggio in there as well, who's great Pe- voice. Peter Cullen, of course. Um, but yeah, they 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 did a really good job of actually pulling some people together for it. So it actually it it's it feels like. A, it's exactly the type of action blockbuster film that you want, especially for the seats that we will talk about later. Uh, but in regards to the film, um, I ended up having a lot of fun when I sort of switched off switched any off, sort of yeah. critical thinking and just had a blast it was, um, enjoying the what, action. Was it two and a half hours? The movie? Yes. Was it? Was it? Yeah. It, no, no. No, wasn't it not? No, I God feel no. like I saw that. So I was going to say, it flew by if that was it. I thought I was wrong. <laughs> no, it, but... it was two hours and seven minutes. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Because yeah. I was about to say, I did not, if that's how long it was, I did not feel the length at all. Yeah. I mean, it was still the type of film that, like, probably could have really felt really, like, awesome if it had got under two hours. That would have been, like, get, get this at a tight, 145, 150. Ooh. This film would slap. I reckon you do, I reckon do a 150. Yeah. It'd be so good. Um, well, I, I don't uh, know about how good it would be. It would be fun. Would have liked to see more beasts for a film called Rise yeah. of the Beasts. They were only in the beginning and then they show up at the end. Yeah. And there's only five. four of them? Or five? There's an ape, a five? rhino, a bird, and a cheetah. No, oh, there is four. Yeah. And then there's another Ryan. And then there's another ape at the beginning. And my favorite yeah. thing about it is that uh, you guys didn't know the character name of the ma- main ape. Optimus Primal. It's the fucking name himself after Optimus Primal. Which made me laugh when they yeah. said that. It's really yeah. good. It's really good. And I'm so glad that you guys didn't know that beforehand because it Enjoy- was hilarious to watch you guys react to it. This, Enjoyable this time movie is perfectly fine for what it is mm. it's you know it's probably gonna make a bit of money um and kids are gonna like it and adults are gonna have fun taking their kids to it yeah and i feel like this trans- one this one really hits home at that like parent who grew up watching transformers and now is bringing their kid to go see transformers like- and if you're like a transformers fan i imagine you'll enjoy it you'll find enjoyment of it as well Pretty, uh, it, I reckon it does a pretty good job at uh, hitting all the, all the bases um, of a Transformers film just well enough for for what this should be. Yeah, definitely. It, and they did they did a better job than they had before making the human characters as interesting as they can for a film where you kind of just want to watch the robots do things. Yes, That's yes, very they, true. They do a really good job of like um, I would say having some worlds collide in that uh in that last half. 
Which I don't understand why we keep needing humans in these movies. You're not wrong. I assume it's a budget reason. Like just have the robots fight. I assume it's no okay. So it's probably in that thing of like my pa, who we took to go see Transformers, and there's, I'm talking about my grandpa here. He fucking loved it. He had the oh. time of his life. He loved this movie, and he also loved the seats. But we'll get to that. Um, and the seats definitely helped in this. But we'll get to that. Um, the seats did help with this one. They very much helped <laughs> in our enjoyment. But uh, my pa has this thing where like, in, like into the Spider Verse and across the Spider Verse, two of my favorite films of all time. Are there arguably some of the best superhero films ever made and my pa isn't jack shit interested in them because they're animated that's just that's just my that's what my pa looks at he looks but and just sees giving big cgi robots but and he's the happy. second you have two humans amongst big cgi all of a sudden that's different and i feel like that's the same for just like the mainstream like audience audience goer as well they're like oh avatar there's like three human people in it and then everything else is cg but they're like oh but it's but it's it's real so i'll go see it i don't know it's just this weird thing that people have with animated films so like they could just do a new animated transformers and it'd probably be so much better but yeah (laughs) i gotta play the game with this one where it's like did I like it more or less than The Little Mermaid? And I think I ended up liking it more, or I had more fun with it. So I gave it three out of five because that's what I gave The Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I feel. I think. I think I gave a little bit less. I think I gave it a two I and a half. I gave two and a half. I think. Oh. Yeah, I definitely. I had more fun with it than I did with The Little Mermaid. I'd rather watch this again than The Little Mermaid again. Yeah. Yeah, I probably would just because like. This you can actually like just sit back and enjoy because it's like something new and different, but like mm. also being like like I feel like that back half really saves this movie because the the first half like I just there wasn't really flowing into it or anything, but I feel like that back half really bumped it up quite a bit and mm. had a lot of fun with it then. So, but yeah, do we we do we, and we might mention a spoiler or two at the very very end of the show. We'll see because there's some cool stuff going on. Yeah, but uh, people should go see the film. Go see it; it's fun. Yeah. If you and you want to just like turn your brain off for like two hours and oh just yeah, watch a bit of bit of fun. Yeah. Hey, if if you uh if you got if you got uh, D box anywhere near you, uh, I definitely recommend it with that. And if you don't, fuck it. It's a drive to what drive somewhere that does. Yep. The second movie, right? Ooh, yes. Second movie, which we just got home from seeing, is the latest from Warner Brothers Discovery with DC Comics. The uh, possible last sort of... I don't know where they're drawing the line with the whole DC universe. Where's Blue Beetle coming? I think it's Blue Beetle. Is Blue Beetle the end of it? Because it feels weird, right? Is it also right to say the long-awaited movie? Yeah, yeah very this one's been in like many hell, extremely many hell. delayed. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. So, uh, the Flash, starring uh, every everyone's favorite. Um. Please apologize for all the incidents that have been going on in the last couple of years. Uh, I saw, actor Ezra Miller. So I saw a pretty rep, a pretty well known outlet review this movie, and they they mentioned in the like their recap of the review like oh uh, it could be as fun as it wants but it doesn't excuse the main actors off-screen antics and i'm just like i'm can i know it's not good mm. but can we bring that up in a review for a movie that that other than the actor being in the movie Look, has no real effect on the movie itself oh yeah no. i no. there's always there's always the thing of like like, no matter what actor, like, an actor, even if it's, like, five years after the movie's come out, like, you sometimes just got to separate the art from well, the artist. Well, you got to, because then it's, like, the director, the writers, all the other actors, now you're saying yeah. that the movie's bad. Yeah. Because of something that they had, touched... li- that was literally, had no effect on production. Yeah. It's, uh... I think, 
quite strange. It's like uh, I feel like it's a thing good. I I like leading. I up really to think it, that I this outlet put that in there just to have just to get a blurb or yeah, they just just they just actually, something to actually hook people. Yeah, put some juice into it. But I feel like yeah. it was screen ran by the way, Fox screen. Fox screen ran. <laughs> Le- leading up to this, like I, I made the obvious, like oh, I don't know, you know, Ezra Miller, but like. You still sit there and you don't. I'm not thinking about it during the movie. You're like, no, they're a good separate. actor. You separate you artists. You separate artists from the art, and you're fine. We've we've never complained about their acting. Yeah, they, they they can act, and like they're really good as both versions of Barry in this film. Like, I think it was smart for this one, and I've seen some other people say this to make one the one that we're not is not our main Barry very annoying. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Because Barry fair. in Justice League is pretty annoying, yeah, um, but to fair. make this other one even yeah. more annoying, so, mm. it we made one us that's like a lot our more Barry logical. more. Yeah, yeah, bearable. Yeah. So, uh, and th- this one we're getting a uh, a classic. Um, oops, all timelines. Uh, Barry's uh, going back in time. It's that uh, classic Flashpoint story of uh, Barry wants to. It's save, what if we did Flashpoint? <laughs> But not as good because Flashpoint's yeah. pretty great, and yeah. I don't understand why we're changing Flashpoint. No. Yeah, if people just if people want a good uh, Flash movie to watch, uh, well, you can go Flashpoint see this Paradox. one. But uh, this one's good. I actually I just go watch the animated Flashpoint movie because it's actually fucking great. Yeah, the Flashpoint Paradox is real good. Um, but no, uh, we get this. Uh, we're bringing yeah. back Michael Keaton. We're bringing back Ben Affleck, and. Uh, right. There's some other friends thrown in there, but uh, we we might we might get into spoilers later. But uh, Ezra Miller's just in a uh, just in a general thoughts. Uh, what did we all think of this movie? Because like expectations going in, I was quite. I don't mixed. think anyone really had any high or low expectations of this. We all sort of just like I don't know how to feel. I had weird expectations. I was like, I was excited for it. Um. Uh, but I was like, what if it's shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it was, that was my, like, I was just, I was pretty keen to see it. I yeah. think it's the um, flip-flop of, is it, like, what if it's bad? What if it's really good? Like, well, it's the fact that to... it, it, this movie's in a weird situation where a bunch of people have come out and said it's the greatest superhero movie ever made. Yeah, that's like, been big some people. high praise. Um, hmm. And then critics came out and said, it's good, but it's like, not the greatest superhero movie made. It's probably one of the better ones of like DC's last couple. Oh, out of DC's um, stuff, definitely yeah. very good. I'm also, I'm just also gonna throw it out. It's also one of the best superhero movies we've had in like compared to majority of the current phase and previous phase from Marvel. Like, it's definitely up there against mo- majority of those. I feel for me. It's not better than. I feel like that's a longer Guardians conversation 3. than we have time for yeah, here today. That's not better. No, it's not better no. than Guardians Three. No, no, um, not be- not better than the top ones. But there's, I think, a large proportion of some of the movies and stuff we've had from Marvel lately that this could be on par of. On I'd of. say it's on. It's it's funny to make this comparison. I say it's on par, maybe a little better than Doctor Strange Two. Yeah. Yeah. This one had a bit of, and this one had a I, bit of sauce in it, which is yeah, why yeah. it kind of gets uh, a bit elevated for me. This um, this one, they did some really fun stuff with it. Um, they adapted the original story in a way which made sense for their movies and their like film properties and stuff. Um, they do quite a good job of like you know. They they feed you the member berries and you know that's a fun time. But they also introduce new stuff to actually like give you something new to grasp onto, like uh, introducing Kara uh, for people who aren't familiar with Supergirl at all. Like um, that's something new that people haven't seen before, which is really fun. Um, and I mean, she's not in it a lot. I don't think no. that's a spoiler because, like, it's quite deep into the movie when you get to that. But um, I it's tough because watching this film, you're like, okay, I feel like I've seen quite a bit from just like trailers. And I thought it was well paced. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah pacing was well. quite good. Like they actually two, two give hour- you quite a lot of good character development for Barry. Two hours and twenty four minutes. 
Oh, that did. That definitely felt. That place felt. Mm. For a film that you would be worried about it flying through too quickly or going by in a flash, um, they do actually slow down quite a bit to actually give you some really good character development. Between the Barrys, we get to see kind of what the fuck's up with Michael Keaton's Batman, um, and we get a tiny bit of time actually uh, understanding what the fuck Zara's deals, Kara's deals up about. Um, But yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's weird because this film is the flash and yes, it is uh, the flash story. It does hold quite heavily onto trying to get you into the cinema seat with other characters that aren't the flash. Hmm. But, uh, I, I was I would saying that though. I thought, I thought the two Barry's were the, were the best characters in the film. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. they really um, developed them really well. For a movie that everyone was saying was just going to be the Batman movie with the Flash, I thought it was very much not the Batman movie with the Flash. Oh yeah, no, it was the Flash yeah. with like with Batman. They've definitely uh, advertised it as like, "Hey, come Batman. see the Flash because it has Batman in it." I wanna, yeah, I wanna, I wanna say purely like purely because of everything with Ezra Miller. I think they that's why they lent into the hey Michael Keaton and stuff to try and pull people in. Mm. I feel like I, I, I also think that's just marketing in general. I, yeah. I think Ezra yeah. Miller could have been an upstanding citizen, and they'd be like, "Michael Keaton's back here." Oh um, yeah, but yeah. if yeah, it's that point. Um, I, I think it could have been really. I think it would have been a really pleasant surprise if uh, the only thing that we really knew about this alternate timeline that Barry had found himself in from the trailers was that Michael Keaton was in it. Because, like, can you imagine if all of a sudden? Fucking Zod from Man of Steel showing up, like that could have been an absolutely bonkers thing to suddenly. That was the only part of the movie where I was just like, "Oh, we're just putting this in there for fun." Yeah, it really insert any kind of didn't add anything to Zod. It didn't. It was like we need conflict here to be the big conflict, which will result in spoilers and spoilers and spoilers that we might talk about later. But it kind of just felt like well, you just needed a conflict to be here. So why not and go back to the earliest Snyderverse all... thing that we have? And we mm. can all go, oh, it's fucking Michael Shannon. Look at that. Yeah. So, I remember. I don't know. In terms of the story as well, like it gives Kara something to do. Yes. Um, yeah. So I guess it makes, it makes sense. Um, and Zod's cool. But like, yeah. he, wasn't, he was just in this movie. Yeah, very um, much. I mean, you got Michael Shannon. Get him to do stuff. Um, yeah, that's true. Could have, could have really given some like interesting new angles on it. Um, but the, I mean, look. Yeah. At the end of the day, Zod's not like the the main antagonist of the film or anything. No, the um, the main challenging struggle of this film is the moral quandaries and the space time continuum quandaries of your. If you can change the. If you could change your fit, would you? Would you? It's like, I didn't expect the Flash movie to nearly make me cry. And this one had the welling up started. So, mm. uh, well done, Flash movie. It gets quite touching. Uh, CGI, though. Uh, that, yeah, let's mm. talk about that. I'm not sure if the movie needed an extra couple mil, extra extra 50 to, mil. And, to help and smooth a, some things out. To, yeah. And then at the same time, it's like, could have you done any better, or is it just the decisions they made in production? Yeah, there's a um, there's. Oh, we'll draw attention. They could to have them. worked more on on the two Barrys. Yes, yeah. The, having have we seen the, that done before? The two two Ezra's together sometimes, and quite a lot of the time. You were saying before you could really sort of tell which you, one I, was the real one at that time. I I would even go to say a hundred percent of the time. You, you knew which, which Ezra was insane and which one had the body double. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I'm sure a lot of people will talk about. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, it's quite a, you really have to, you do really have to really suspend your disbelief. Um, yeah. And I, I could tell, also tell which one that the film was making me want to look at more. But yeah. I'd look at the other one and just. And you'd look and be like, mm, tell, yeah. it's a that lot of right. uncanny valley on the other one. Um, yeah. 
Um, and then uh, there's a what we'll call a recurring set piece that I'll refer to as like a it's kind of stylized like a coliseum type thing. Like there's a lot of yeah rows of stuff going around, and they've made a choice for everything in that to be CGI, even if it's showing real actors in real things. Except and... for Barry. Except for Barry in a. Um, yeah, except for Barry one, in the middle of it. Yeah, well, but there's one moment where the other Barry's interacting with her and he goes fully like this style. Yeah. yeah. Which it's, is... it's Even it's, like the first time, even the first time we see it before it becomes a lot, see, it's I yeah, wouldn't have a had bit a, rough. I wouldn't have a problem with it. I'm, I'm mostly fine with that. Because it's yeah, something it, that's not... It's, it's, a, it's a, choice a choice to do it that way. Yeah. It um, separates it, and also it allows for them to and do I would other have been things with it. perfectly fine with it if it wasn't a little inconsistent. Um, yeah. But uh, acting-wise, everyone, everyone was good. Mm-hmm. Nice to see um, Michael Caden back in the boots. Nice to see Michael Caden collecting a paycheck um, <laughs> back in the boots. Um, yeah, I, I, I was... When we were in the middle of the film, I was kind of hoping that the line from the trailer where you just says, wasn't in the film. Same. You want to? You you, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. I was yeah. just like, could have done without that in the actual film. Like, that's yeah. Fun to put if in the you trailer. were thinking, if you were thinking, hey, maybe it works in the film. Mm, nah, not, not it's so still much. quite out of place. Uh, and the I'm Batman too was a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, a bit horned in. So also when he he's first introduced, he's he's got a sort of style about him that's clearly made to cover the fact that it's a stunt double. Um, oh yeah, um, big time. Yeah. <laughs> so oh bless. Yeah. Um, could he use a bit more Ben Affleck? Oh, I love Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we're getting we're he, getting a new a new Batfleck suit variation. Uh, yes. Getting a little bit more of that, like uh, that Dark Knight Rises, like nose sculpt that's in the mask. Yeah, I did. That, uh, that was sort of the thing that stood out in his suit was the, the nose. Yeah, did, it is also. That. It's always funny seeing Batman in the daytime, um, but I it, feel like it, this it, film leans into it because, like, the whole scene is going for that, like, comedic, like this yeah, movie there's... feels like a comic book movie. If this feels yeah. wacky and fun and silly and crazy, and they it actually managed it, to pull that off, am I wrong to to think that it all, it had a false credit start as well it in did. the beginning? It did. It went yeah, to show the title yeah, card and then he went, gets distracted. Yes, yeah, it was. I thought that I was. Really I thought that was funny. That. I liked that. Yeah, that first scene as a whole does a really good job of introducing you to what this film is like because. Yeah. The there's a there's a rescue there's a rescue getting. in that one that's <laughs> is, pretty funny. Like I'm glad they didn't spoil that in a trailer because like yeah, definitely. you could totally see them spoiling that in a trailer. But like I think that set piece was one of the standout scenes of that movie. That I, was great. Surprisingly, they balanced the tone of the film quite well between the emotional stuff and the comedic style it had. Yeah. Um. So that was that was refreshing. Yeah, this that film nice isn't to afraid see. to try and get some laughs out of you while also, yeah, trying to bring you to tears at times. Mm. And like I said, the, all the acting was, was real good um, from everyone who was, in fact, in the film more than five minutes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, it is a lot of Ezra Miller. Um, it's quite a lot of Ezra Miller on your screen, so yeah. prepare for that. Double. Double. Double, seeing, double the be, normal. You'll be seeing double. Um, um yeah, I, 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 do we want to, do we want to, okay. Do we want to take a pause, talk about this fucking D box experience and then get into some spoilers for these films? Did you feel the need for speed? We felt it all in the booty. Oh my Lord. Folks, the D box experience is at some selected Hoyt cinemas near you. This isn't a sponsored ad, but <laughs> Other cinemas are available. Other cinemas, other cinemas and other normal are... fucking seats are available. But, but do the other cinemas have D-Box? But no. would I recommend you go see Transformers in any seat other than a D-Box seat? No. 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 Uh, hey, Flash 2. I thought Flash. I thought... They, they both worked different. so well. They, they were. They were instinctively... I was really... Okay. I was super 
duper thinking this was going to be really gimmicky bullshit. I really thought these seats were going to be utter trash. Oh, I did too. I thought they were going to... I, I thought it was going to be like... Whoa. And, and, like oh. and they're, they're not. They're actually quite good. It, and, it's shocking how... um how much they interact with the film, like, in a way that makes sense. Yeah, um, they're quite tailored. Yeah. I, like, I really just thought it were going to be really generic, but, like... like and it has to be... It, the, the, there has to be... They have to ship out whatever program or file that indicates when to move. Yeah. Like, the, the company that makes the movies has to do it. I yeah. hope that it's... <laughs> This is what I like to imagine for how they make the D-Box experience work for each individual film that they do it with. I hope that the D-Box experience is a cinema full of D-Box seats with all these D-Box employees and they all have the controls to their seat. And they watch the movie and they do that and then they take an average of what the entire lot do and make that the experience. I'll raise you this. I hope they do it the exact same way they do sound mixing and score um, in movies where they have it on a big auditorium and there's just one conductor at the front and it's yeah. just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was pleasantly surprised because with Transformers, they really did a, they did a good job of emphasizing, you know, those it added explosions, everything to Transformers. those big fights and everything, but like they, those rumblings and like making it feel like there was scale. They yeah, they made you like they made you feel like you were there if these giant robots were walking. Like you every time they would mm. step, the seat and, would and vibrate. W- watching both films. Now, Flash w- we were in these things for two and a half hours almost yeah. for Flash. I just forgot. Yeah, you just <laughs> yeah. you just actually start to, the, once the novelty of it wears yeah. off after like the first yeah. like twenty minutes of it. And you just sort of find yourself in it. Yeah. And uh, with, we had it on the, Max the whole time, yeah. obviously. Oh, I was, I, was, I was wondering if, like, the Max was going to be, like, super. And they were like, we recommend, like, the middle one. No, I recommend just put it on full. Like, it is Oh, not... did they say they recommend the middle one? No, no. I, that's what I thought they were going to oh, do. Like, you know, okay. if but you really you want there, it, you can put it up. But The default you know is on the, the not the highest. It's on the middle. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, like, no, look, no. I feel like just put it on the highest. It's not jar- like it's fun. Maybe for the first five minutes, it's it's not jarring. It just takes a second for you to remember sort you're of, in moving seats. But then once once, you, get used once to you like settle into the movie and sort of subconsciously know you are going to be moving, it's fantastic. The best parts of the Flash, in particular, were when they incorporated his speed and like the lightning effects. Yeah. Into the chairs, which they was did really, really cool. I think it really helps us in actually getting a sense of what these chairs are like by us seeing two films two in them so day was, after day. Because I was like to see Barbie. the unique tailoring of it did a really good job. Because, like I said earlier, Transformers did a really good job of being like explosions and punchy and giving you that sense of gravitas. Whereas The Flash actually managed to give this really like you really felt like you were like floating around and yeah. like that was the, they, they did a good I job with the movement. Felt and I was saying as as we were leaving, I was like with Transformers, it was a lot more rumbling and vibrating. Where this one was a lot more swaying. Like even mm. like in moments where like there wasn't big things going on, it felt like the chair was still just like so. Swaying we were a swaying bit. a little bit, weren't we? Because yeah, hundred like, percent. I thought I was. I, I was trying to look at your seat every now and again to see if yours was moving, Joffy. Well, I was trying to look at the person sitting next to us because they were either sitting in an out of order one or, or they just didn't off. have theirs on at all. Because the there problem. were there were parts Cowards. of the fight scenes where the three of us were like shaking around, and I looked next to me, and the person sitting next to me is just like, <laughs> just nothing. But I think it's yeah this. Good, good, and I think with the um, it was going back to that first sort of title, because like, or maybe it was just after, but like you felt him speed up as he ran. There was mm. one yeah. sequence where like it started off him going slow, and like it sort of progressed his speed, and you felt that in the chair. Yeah, 
Yeah. The car crashes in the beginning were like <laughs> they like, were yeah, quite yeah. visceral. I will actually say they and shake that was, you around. That was like that was like the punches in Transformers. Like you felt yeah. like if a punch came from one side, you'll go on that way. Like yeah. you, that chair like threw you a bit very yeah. well. So, yeah, I. Again, I, 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 you can't take the smile off my face because I'm just so pleasantly surprised by them. Bonus. Will you be debocking again? Like, yes. I would. Are you? Go- I would happily get in the debox again. I so would. here's my here's my question though. Like, are you taking like? Because my biggest worry was that I wouldn't be able to engage with the film because I'd be thinking about this chair moving me around. <laughs> You'd get quite, yeah. pretty distracted. I can comfortably say that that's not the case. I was still heavily engaged in the film and the chair just added to my experience of feeling like I was a part of the film. Yeah. Um, so they're doing their fantastic. job. Better than 3D. Um, yeah, I, I would actually agree with that. I think this has far more legs on it than 3D did. Yeah. yeah. Like 100%. 3D, 3D has that thing where you're watching the film and like it, Anytime they actually really try to utilize the 3D, it feels gimmicky as shit. Because now my now I'm thinking with it, I'm like I I'm very just considering seeing everything in Debox. There's and a lot of there's like a lot of see the one thing I'm wondering what it would be is something like a rom com or something where there's not big action set piece to like make you really feel like you're. In but this I don't car think they're gonna put any rom coms in Debox. Yeah, I like, think I think this is purely for your blockbusters. Like your I really, that is true. This is how I'm considering it. It's like whatever's an extreme screen is your debuff. Yeah. Because I think they're only in extreme screen. So yeah. it makes sense that like your yeah. your Transformers, your Flashes, your Indiana Joneses, Barbie's Often gonna I'm. be Barbie's gonna be the and I and I will be seeing Barbie in these chairs. If Look, Barbie's in D Box that would be the fucking best. Look, I the one thing I want to know how there's two like two things. I wonder like obviously seeing how much we felt things and how much like little subtle movements we do like you know car doors slamming there's a little little jolt or anything. If you have it on the lower setting, I wonder how much of that like subtle stuff you're missing out on. So there That's... is a Barbie Debug advanced screening on oh my God. July in July. Um, oh my god! July nineteenth, the night before it comes out. You so gotta, I imagine you got to debox it. Yeah, I'm deboxing Bali. Ah, uh, Bali. Ah, uh, Barbie. Do you, also, we, I feel like do Oppenheimer would be. To... Oppenheimer's weird. Three oh, hours. I know, I, I know. Three hours of it, but like, imagine as these bombs go off, the absolute rumblings of this chair. I really want Oppenheimer in debox to be. A completely static chair for two hours until the bomb goes off. And then as the bomb goes off, because I'm assuming the sequence is going to be like five minutes of fucking nuts explosion footage. I just want the chair for five whole minutes to just Just be going like. (laughs) (laughs) I want to have to turn it off. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, yeah, I want people to be like considering like calling their physiotherapist afterwards. <laughs> I want Oppenheimer to fuck people up. Another good one I think will be great in Debox will be Gran Turismo. I think that will be pretty wicked. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. think oh, can you imagine if Top Gun Indy Maverick be- was out with this? Mission Impossible Go uh, Dead Reckoning will be. Yeah, that will be. I did. Fun. I did. I did tur- when the trailer was on. I turned to Alex. I was like, Debox. I mm. was on the fence. Um, with that, before watching this, but this the the flash debug experience really made me go. I reckon anything can can do this. Yeah, yeah. Any um, any sort of big blockbuster thing can do it. it. So after yesterday, it had a bit of versatility, sort of. And that was uh, what, that was my main concern yeah. after Transformers. I was like, is this just a one trick pony? But no, it, they do a good job of actually really making it. Like, yeah, especially especially fit. if it is very unique and you get like even just like the difference between one movie is a lot more rumbling and the next one's a lot like a bit more swaying fluid motions like mm. i think across that i think can be really good i mean the meg 2 we have we're absolutely oh. <laughs> so my dad and this is purely for you two i don't know if he's in the chat right now it's late we, we don't know we never checked the live chat 
My dad is so excited for the Meg 2 in D-Box. Yeah. He said to me as I was leaving to go see The Flash with you guys tonight, tell the boys I can't wait to feel Statham touch me. It, it does. <laughs> um, I can't going to be touched hope... by Statham. It, yeah, D-Box with the Meg is going to be a bit It'll fun. go off. It'll be right. It'll be very fun. So yeah, Oppenheimer, Barbie, Dead Reckoning. I'm seeing indie in them. Oh yeah, that'll be fun um, as well. Indie will be fun. Try and think of what could really be weird. Probably Blue Beetle will be a bit of fun. Um, I feel like any yeah, superhero, I, yeah, action movie. Kim and be... T- the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie is going to be a bit of fun Ooh, with Devo. That'd be fun. That'd be cool. Um, Evok might bring back cinemas, guys. Get back to the cinemas, folks. You don't have D-Box at home. If this year of movies hasn't already, D-Box. Yeah, there's a lot of movies coming out. This is kind of crazy. Also, um, we didn't mention it, but I gave The Flash three and a half out of five. I was thinking about three and a half. With the review on Letterboxd being, God damn it, Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) You got your expectations up. Um, Yeah, I don't really know where I'm sitting on it in terms of a rating. I think three and a half sounds about right. I did enjoy the stuff that we'll spoil, but mm-hmm. I don't think that gets it higher in a score rating thing. Well, um, do we want to go into spoilers maybe next week? Just because yeah. it's not really out anywhere else. Um, Isn't it? And, we've, and, seen, no. we've seen these movies pretty early. Yeah. Oh, cool. Transformers we can spoil because I, I think that's actually properly out in America. Um, yes, but with uh, the Flash, I don't think it's even out there yet for a day or two. Oh. So I'm quite comfortable with waiting, just doing a little bit of a one next week. Let's do um, that. That sounds good. Yeah. But we should we should talk about the the Transformers spoiler. Yes, the one thing to talk about Transformers. Yeah. So if you don't want to spoil for Transformers, um, uh, hey, thanks for joining us for episode 207 of MMT Millennial Movie Talk. Uh, you can follow us on your social media of choice. Uh, follow us on your podcast service of choice. If you can, leave a review. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Check us a like. Leave a comment. Uh, you know, do all that stuff. Support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash talk. Check us out too. I watched Fast 10 again last night. Oh, yeah. Uh, it came cool. out to download. Um, no, to buy on VOD in America. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that movie's bad. But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's so fun. It's so fun. My I'm God. So uh oh, Momoa is uh, he is, is unhinged in that film. Oh, it's, it's fantastic, weird. It's so um, good. But he's all he's right. Awesome. So I'm pretty sure his um in canon reason for why he's so crazy is he hit his head. Now he's crazy gay. Um, <laughs> he's, he's he's crazy gay. He's great. He's he is androgynous as hell, and he is serving uh, <laughs> he's serving like queer Joker is what he's serving. He's gay joker, yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you don't want spoilers for Transformers, uh, leave now. Cowards. Um, if you're still here, you either saw the film or you're just curious why the fuck oh, we would be talking oh, about spoilers for a Transformers care. film. Uh, so they're doing it. They're crossing over with G.I. Joe. They're doing it. G.I. Joe. Joe Hasbro God. have got some serious brand synergy going on at the moment. Um, as we were approaching the final scene of Rise of Beasts, I had an inkling as to what was happening. Uh, the second they revealed that it was not, in fact, a job interview because this guy knows way too much, uh, I... I had picked up what was getting put down purely because there's been some other stuff going on in the comic book industry. Um, so then I just got to watch your guys' reaction as they revealed it, which was also very fun for me. It's like... um. I really thought that they were kind of being like, oh, this is Sector 7, the people that kind of have Megatron under the ice from the original Transformers movies. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're tying this all back. Okay. And who That's nice. Dance. And then, and then he looked at the business card and it said G.I. Yeah. Joe. And I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Were you just not expecting that at all? I was not. It took I- me... It, like a left hook. It was, <laughs> it knocked me. Um, it rattled me. Uh, but okay. I mean, look, we're not doing anything with the G.I. Joe franchise and Transformers were kind of 
slowly but surely getting on the right track. This could be fun to cross them over. It doesn't have to be the greatest film in the world. It's just going to be a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, nothing can be as bad as what these franchises have already spat out. The, um, yeah, these that these is true. movie franchises have uh, have definitely found their valleys. And now they're trying to find some peaks. Mm. Yeah. Was, was Retaliation good? I the can't, that was the Rock yeah, one, the, wasn't it? I've never Rocks. watched any of the G.I. Joe movies. <laughs> Where Channing Tatum's character fucking beefs it in the first five minutes. Yeah, did The Rock save G.I. Joe? He did, didn't he? Did They never made another one, though. Oh, but no, wait, fuck. They, didn't they do Snake Eyes recently? I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, that was bad as well. I forgot about that. I didn't they even haven't done that. anything good. We can come to that. I don't know. I might watch The Rock one again and let you know. I remember enjoying it as a kid because I was a child when those films came out. Yeah, I remember I rewatched Rise of Cobra mm. in COVID times. And hold up. That movie sucked. Oh, no. <laughs> Rise, no, Rise of Cobra is literally a really, 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 really bad film. Yeah. They gave Snake Eyes a mouth in his helmet and it was <gasps> awful. Fuck yeah, I forgot about that. Oh my God. So, um, Hilarious. That was dumb. Uh, and I always just remember retaliation being a bit of fun. Um, but who knows? Um, the rock, the rock, it was kind of during the rocks period where he was jumping into franchises and saving them. Getting on everything. Um, new face of Hollywood. And he was on this GI Joe retaliation fast and furious five came out within like a year or so of each other. Oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds about right. Actually. So, uh, yeah. But yes, it's, so, a, um, it's a very interesting time for the Transformers brand and the uh, G.I. Joe brand. Uh, as I alluded to before, uh, there was a bit of uh, comic book industry stuff going on uh, over the last little while. Uh, back in around, uh, well, uh, probably a couple of years ago now, uh, Transformers and G.I. Joe were being published with IDW, who currently hold the rights for things like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Sonic. Um, uh, they, they're basically their two biggest selling things that they have at the moment uh, since they lost the rights to Transformers and G.I. Joe. And everyone was like, hey, what's going on? Where are all these Transformers G.I. Joe comics at? And they weren't really announcing who had the Where rights to they? them. Uh, we now know, uh, and it's kind of leaked to the public, so everyone's like, yep, okay, cool. We can't keep the secret any longer. But uh, a little while ago, they uh, contacted... Uh, comic book retailers and we're like hey we want you to keep this secret but uh there's this new thing coming out uh and the secret from it is that uh hey uh transformers and gi joe are back in this um so and that thing just- is uh void rivals which is a new sci-fi thing coming out from image comics and skybound comics which uh is going to be by robert kirkman of walking dead and invincible so to quickly throw back to my rock saving franchises conversation, mm. in 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 three years, the span of three years, he jumped into Fast and Furious Five and made a better sequel. Then he jumped into Journey to the Mysterious Island and made a better sequel. <laughs> and then he jumped into GI Joe Retaliation and made a better sequel. Wow! So um, I think those three films in a row kind of really propelled the rock into Hollywood. Yeah, like and, it's, um, all of a sudden he was everywhere. He was rocking. So, uh, and, and now he's a rolling. Yeah. <laughs> now he's a rolling back to Vin Diesel. Um, so yeah, that's my rock news. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I've really watched this week is uh, all the Indiana Jones movies. Oh, and quickly shout out to Blackberry. I watched Blackberry. Uh, I'll talk about it for two seconds, but it's a really good biopic that people should watch um, about the rise and the fall of the Blackberry phone. Um, <laughs> Starring Jay Baruchel and Glenn Howerton, Dennis from Always Sunny. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it's really, really, really good, and it's it's a, like a got a dark comedy aspect to it, and it's funny because like spoilers for the BlackBerry, they died once the iPhone came out. <laughs> oh no! Like, really? <laughs> and like everything's going well, they hit their peak, and literally the uh, downfall of the movie. There's one re- like this, like you know when these biopics so they hit their peak and then it's the rise and the fall. The fall in this movie is literally the iPhone coming out. That's so um, good. So it's a bit of fun. Um, 
But no, it's a really, really solid film. I gave it four and a half out of five. Damn. Um, nice. Really, really, really good. Um, and then on the contrast, I watched Charlie Day's directorial debut um, at a film that he has stated on the podcast, not this podcast, their podcast, um, <laughs> that he's been working on for a long time. And he, he, was, like, he was really excited to finally finish it. Uh, I got halfway through and I had to turn it off because it was unbearably bad. Oh, oh no. no! And I felt so bad. I I reviewed oh. it, but I gave a half a star. Uh, it's it. I haven't finished watching it. Um, I've I've done two sittings of it. Um, wow. I kind of just want to get through it for him. Um, but it's like the reviews were not very good at all. But I was like, I like Sunny. I just I'll, I'll give it a shot for him. Yeah. It's awful. Like God damn. Yeah, in the sense of where it was just like, it's, yeah, it's just not funny. And it's, yeah, I feel bad. And I'd like to know where, I, I still think he's got it in him to make something good, but um, this wasn't it. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Uh, that's, that, that's episode 207 of MMT Millennial Movie Talk. I did the outro earlier. Uh, if you if you need it again, uh, hey, leave a review on uh, your podcast service of choice and uh, make sure you're following us there. Uh, Michael, I think you have a uh, someone you want to shout out. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Brayden, someone was a bit unhappy with you. I know. We, I was incredibly we have a, late. A, uh, we have a frequent listener, Joslyn, was unhappy with you because the episode last week didn't come out. So she hopefully will get a double feature this week. Yeah, double is she feature. Our resident, get- is she our resident 60-year-old? No. With a name like Jocelyn. <laughs> Damn. I'm not going to listen. Uh, shots fired. <laughs> I've never met someone under the age of 60 called Jocelyn. <laughs> She's younger than us. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, bless. Uh, sorry, Jos. Shout out, Jocelyn. Yeah, yeah, Jos. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for listening, Jocelyn. For the people who do listen to this uh, silly little show of ours, uh, Seriously, thank you. Um, Joslyn and her brother Graham. <laughs> hey, don't talk shit on my pa, Graham. <laughs> Graham. <laughs> exactly, your pa. Cut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cut before we start bagging on everyone. All right, as always. Joslyn's sister, Patricia. It's, I can keep going. Oh, it's an old soul just... name. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Braden. And I'm Michael. (laughs) We're out of here. Goodbye, Jocelyn. (laughs) Goodbye.